Hey everybody, CNode here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like the polar vortex. A little bit confused as to where it's supposed to be in life. Today on the show, I should have said the North Pole, not the polar vortex, but whatever, fine, you get the joke. It's all the general same idea. Uh, hi, CNode here, Christian Rivera. Hope you guys are doing well. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about they, the concept of they, they, them, those guys, those people. Like any reference to a word that is all about some vague amoebus thing that like we tend to complain about, whether it's in like religion or politics or uh, workplace things, customers, um, anything that is a vague generalization and we typically refer to as like they. I want to talk about like what that is, what I think is really going on, and how we can start to think about subverting that and getting to a place where we can really think about, uh, you know, really getting to the the granular nitty gritty and not wasting our brain space on that stuff. So we're going to break that down today on dopamine. Let's go. Drums, all right welcome to the show hope you guys are doing okay uh i i just mentioned the polar vortex thing at the top of the show i'm in rochester new york so i'm in the brunt of it it's nowhere near as bad as like uh the midwest like milwaukee and um like Chicago, there's a lot of good stories coming out of Chicago. Not good stories, but bad stories. Um, interesting stories is really what I'm trying to say. Um, though I just heard of a story of like there were 70 uh, homeless people that someone puts up put up into a hotel. And I think that's a good use of rich people resources. Good on you, rich person. Thanks for doing that. Um, but yeah, it's it's like a really crazy cold situation it really does feel like the north pole and like that's been a joke i've been making all day is like okay well we can finally say that we know what the north pole feels like no more guessing we we get what's going on with santa claus we understand why depictions of him is all you know he's he's got a big ass coat and he's probably sipping hot chocolate inside of his ice cave and um not leaving until once a year right because i i want to stay inside until next Christmas, basically. Uh, <laughs> so I was sitting outside or standing outside, uh, filling up my, my car with gas. And it was like probably the worst minute of my life. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It felt like negative 20 outside, uh, with the wind chill. And it was just, um, definitely a moment of Zen and endurance that I really had to practice. And it's funny because when I was a kid, I used to practice like holding a piece of ice in my hand or, um, you know, with fire, not putting a fire in my hand, but like maybe hovering over fire and like kind of testing how long I could endure it without like hurting myself physically. And, um, how much of the pain I can take. Like I used to do that sort of thing. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. It sounds sadistic when I say it in retrospect. Um, but certainly for those moments in winter when you have to like 
buckle down and deal with it. Like there's a lot of inner work that's going on while that's happening, at least in my head that like, I have to get into a Zen state and think and focus inward, like finding the chi or something within me that's keeping me warm. Like that's, that's, that's like really what's going on for me. So, <laughs> um, you know, should be better in the next few days. So today I, I wanted to talk about this concept of they, because I hear it all the time and I've been getting more and more annoyed by it because it sticks out more and more. Uh, I do it myself plenty of times because I'm also referring to people. I'm referring to they who refer to they, um, which I am one of they, right? <laughs> I, I've been there, done that, and I, I've been actively really trying to not do that as much. And you know, maybe you're the type of person that that has done that, and maybe you haven't caught yourself doing that. And I think it's important for us to listen to ourselves when we're saying what we're saying, when we're having conversations, we're talking about, especially we're talking about things that like get us kind of animated. You know, we start talking about, um, you know, certain uh, political views or religious views or whatever the case may be. And we start getting into sort of recital speak where we're starting to just recite things. We get used to saying what we think, um, you know, what we think is the right thing to say, or we almost like unconsciously start to just adopt a narrative in our head. And it becomes like a go-to thing. Uh, when we start to experience, you know, stereotypically uh, a type of person in a certain scenario, and we just assume like, oh, they're just another one of those people. Right. And the point that I want to bring across, and the reason that I want to bring this up is because it's of course generalizing and stereotypes is not good on like a societal level. Um, but it's not good for you either as a person. I think it's not good to not be deliberate about the words that we're using and not be conscious of being unconscious. <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes when we're having conversations and I've done this plenty of times, we, go into this sort of like feedback loop. Like we're feeding off of someone else's energy when we're having a conversation about something or we're feeding off of the energy of news stories or we're feeding off of the energy of like a, a terrible experience we had with someone or, you know, whatever the case may be, we're feeding off of some other energy that is not necessarily ours. We're kind of bouncing off this idea of someone else projecting something or, or some other, some external thing. Like that's the commonality. It's like, it's some external thing to point to or commiserate with. And we get into this place where we're just starting to, we just automate some of the words that we're saying, start using words. Um, I don't want to say specific words cause I don't want to isolate anyone, but it's, it's, uh, uh, there's a lot of typical stuff that you see on like, you know, Facebook and I hear it in person all the time too, of, um, you know, blaming, behaviors that might not even necessarily have direct correlation to an idea, but then you start blaming, you know, this certain behavior based on something like that. Something I can probably use that's a little bit safer, safer, I guess, is like, um, you know, generational stuff, um, you know, millennials, you know, these lazy elitist, you know, entitled millennials or whatever, or like these, um, you know, these, these entitled baby boomers, <laughs> everyone likes to call each other entitled. Um, 
And, you know, we kind of come up with generalizations based on someone, you know, an individual person's behavior. And we attach sort of uh, uh, our anger to expressing that this, not just this person, but our anger is so great Mm -hmm. that we want to not just attach it to this one person that wronged us, but we want to attach it to the entire group that we think they're associated with. based on loose information about age and like the way they hold their hair or whatever, not hold their hair, but the way that they style their hair or whatever. That's yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so we make loose generalizations and we refer to they and them. And even when it comes to actual big picture stuff and we're talking about, um, bigger picture political things or referring to some atrocity in the world. We say like, Oh, if only they had fixed it, if only they make something happen, if only they don't do this, if only they do that, like who the hell is they? And that's really what I want to talk about in the second half of this episode is like, who the hell is they? And there's a lot more to it than that. So let's, let's, I'm going to take a break real quick, play some sponsor stuff, and then we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. So, you know, they is like an easy way to externalize any kind of blame. I think it is um, for anything, even if it's like something big and social and something that's going to take like mass movement and lots of discussion and lots of big things going on. It's, it's like, if you're just sitting on your couch and complaining with a friend and drinking overpriced coffee, like what, what does that do for anything? Right. And the same thing if you're just antagonizing people on Twitter about uh, being too politically correct or, um, you know, not sharing a certain religious view or someone who is doing something in the name of religion that you don't appreciate or whatever. And, um, you know, just pontificating loudly and angrily to yourself, <laughs> or which you might as well be. Um, you know, like what actually happens there? Like, is there an action that you can take and what really leads to some sort of action or at least determining whether or not an action is warranted or really not even before we get to that, actually, even suggesting or, or determining, I should say, as to whether or not this thought is even important enough to harbor in your brain, in your mind, in your life, like is to ask that question. Who is they? Is they someone or someones that are accessible? Is the change that you want to make accessible? Is the complaint that you have to this person, is that person accessible for you to voice that complaint, for you to listen to them and for them to listen to you? Is it even possible? Um, Or are you being addicted to the stress hormone that comes about when you're just complaining about something? Right. So I think it's important to, to, to question one of those. I really got to get a pop filter. Sorry for all the popping. Um, like, is it one of those two things? Honestly, if you can start to determine who they is, who they is, (laughs) if who they are, can you really start to listen to yourself and say, okay, now that I know who this person is that I'm actually complaining about, whether it's the person in front of me, someone that I recently experienced, um, or someone that is in charge of something that is affecting me or whatever. Uh, How can I reach this person? Is it possible for me to reach this person? And is this idea that is upsetting me, is it possible for me to do something about it? And if, and, and to what degree is this affecting my soul or what, to, to what degree I should say, is this, am I making it worse by, 
not addressing the actual issue and making it more something internalized and fanning the flame and making it worse within me to just get myself worked up and get angry and just have something to distract myself with. Because that's one of those things too. Not only about uh, external blame towards something else, um, but am I making myself worked up about a specific idea, a specific feeling, a specific emotion so that I can distract myself from the emotions or feelings or things that I that I really should be working through or that I have been working through, but I'm getting to a painful stage and all this other stuff is starting to distract me. And I just want to go and focus on this other big picture thing because just as much as someone can distract themselves with joy, we can totally distract ourselves with bad feelings as well. We can dive further into masochism and deep depression and start thinking about like the world at large and making assumptions about where the world is going and start to feel worse and worse and worse and get down a rabbit hole. It's like another version of existential dread where you start to go down this existential path and you start to feel like everything is meaningless, nothing matters. And you could totally go in the other direction. You can, in in terms of existentialism and say like, you know, everything's amazing. I exist in this amazing universe. And I woke up today, the sun came up and I'm able to experience the fact that the universe is still in alignment. Nothing's crashed into the earth. (laughs) Nothing crashed into the solar system. Nothing has thrown everything out of whack. I'm still here. Everything's great, right? I get to exist. I have this, uh, this limited possibility to even exist within 13 billion year cycle of the universe. And, um, you know, I might not have a purpose and that's okay right? But you can totally go down the the other side of it and completely go down this complete rabbit hole of feeling like, you know, everything's meaningless. I'm insignificant. It doesn't matter. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. Right. And some, some of that could be valid within how you're feeling. I'm not saying your emotions are not valid. I'm just saying that your emotional state may be something to consider as something that you're using to continue to feel in further depth and depth and depth to avoid any kind of lateral movement into other places that might help you actually grow into joy, into things that you enjoy and the things that you want and confronting or experiencing even anger, even other things that are not in that same emotional quadrant as it were, and trying to avoid getting to a different place, right? And all of this to say that, you know, religious movements, political movements, uh, all sorts of things that we do focus on and care about, and we should absolutely care about like global warming and the big picture at large and, and, um, you know, political leaders and making sure that we're voting in elections and making sure our voice is heard. And, um, absolutely. If we stand up for a cause and going to march with people and, 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 you know, standing up for things that we believe in is absolutely incredibly important. But I also, it's also very easy to take those things and make them something that we latch onto to avoid doing the inner work that we need to do for ourselves to grow as people day to day. Because as much as we take the time to go to, to go to marches or go to other things that, that are in lieu of, uh, in service of these big picture things that we have moral attachments to and the things that we love or things that we have personal attachments to that we want to 
help move the needle forward in, it's uh, it, it's just so easy to use that as something to attach ourselves to, to avoid the fact that we have day-to-day things that we have to live in. We have to live our lives. We have to pay for food. We have to, you know, we have to, you know, we're, a lot of us are trying to build businesses. We're trying to be creative. You know, we're trying to nurture relationships. We're trying to take care of children. You know, we're trying to nurture ourselves. We're trying to go to therapy. We're trying to do yoga. We're trying to find time to exercise. We're trying to find time to eat well. You know, we're trying to find time to be intimate with our partner and have conversations and really care and love each other. And to be continuously distracted by this concept of they, when no one, they is not around you right now, (laughs) and they is not an actual target. They is this amoebus cloud of despair, this cloud, this little cloud of they that is just like hovering over you that you have you can't target you just there's nothing you can there's no energy you can put in that direction all it is is like overcoming you and ruining your emotional state and your day-to-day life right and again it's not that you shouldn't process emotions and work through things that are associated with those feelings but if you can find some way some place some some target for that energy and i don't mean negative energy i don't mean you don't have to go and like call your local political person and curse them out. (laughs) I'm saying open your mind to having conversations with people to, you know, do something at least a little bit meaningful. That's going to make you feel a little bit better about moving the needle forward, or at least attempting to try something or organizing something with your friends, having a conversation, having a meetup, um, or even just listening to someone who has an opposing view of you and see if you can educate each other on, you know, what's going on right? And and how you can move things forward. And disassociating the person, the one person that you might have an interaction with in a negative way from an entire movement or an entire people or an entire generation or an entire way of being, right? I think it's incredibly important to approach each other as individuals. I try to do that for you, the listener, and I try to do that for myself. I try to do that for everyone I come across. I've been spending a lot of time in, you know, driving around the city and picking people up doing Uber during the day in the morning for the first five hours of the day. And it's been really amazing to meet all sorts of different people and realize that everyone's got an individual story. And, you know, but many of us have this overarching theme of wanting to better ourselves and wanting to feel better and wanting to, you know, live the best life that we can. And, you know, some of us are just going to work and we're just trying to do the best that we can. Some of us are taking care of people. Some of us are doing whatever. Some have, you know, anger towards political things. Some have anger towards other things. Some people have a uh, peace towards a religion where others won't have a peace at all towards that. And I think it's important to share as many of these views with each other as we can and as peaceful as a way as we can and treat each other as individuals because, you know, I've learned over time that religion itself is nowhere near evil. People are trying to get to a lot of the same places through different frameworks. People have had positive religious experiences. I just happen to have a lot of very negative uh, religious experiences that put me in a different place. And um, I I don't adapt any specific spiritual or uh, religious sort of, uh, uh, you know, theme or uh, uh, label, I guess you could say, um, as a result. 
And I, I'm really happy with that. And I'm, but it opens me up to be able to have conversations with other people. And it takes a lot of work to be able to be patient with that process of listening to someone and really hearing stuff that you're uncomfortable with. Right. And I think, I think it does start with being uncomfortable with yourself. Like a lot of us are very uncomfortable with sitting in a quiet space. I'm still very uncomfortable with it. I'm playing with meditation lately. It is very, very uncomfortable to sit and be quiet and let your mind wander uncontrollably because you'll be, you might reveal things that you just might not, not, might not be ready for. Right. And it's the same thing with a conversation with another person that, you're opening yourself up to the possibility to have to face things that you're not quite ready for. Uh, and, and you know, that's, that happens anytime you leave your house, you know, you're going to have situations where you're going to come across things that you may or may not be comfortable with and priming yourself to listen and be there to, to, to be aware that, that, you know, someone's specific story maybe influencing the way that they're speaking to you, that the way that they speak to you is not a typically a, um, a judgment on your identity, but a, an expression of their personal story and the way that they've come across life. And this happens on a generational level, political level, uh, you know, religious level and all sorts of big picture things that there are reasons that people are scared of certain things. There are reasons that people enjoy certain things. There are reasons for biases and stereotypes and all this stuff. And I say reasons, not excuses, right? There are reasons. And sometimes understanding those reasons will help you learn how to properly communicate with the quote unquote, they, that you're trying to, you know, trying to change and trying to connect with. If you're just saying, Oh, they're evil. Like what, what is evil? what is, what is evil to you, right? Evil to you, like you're evil to them, (laughs) you know, (laughs) to quote unquote them, right? It's all a matter of perspective and you have to open each other up to be able to, to talk about those things. Not literally, because that would be, that's, that's not the point. The point is to diffuse war. (laughs) Let's talk to each other, you know, treat each other as people. We're all human beings. We're all just trying to you know, have a lot of the basic things in our life. We're trying to have a sense of security, a home, resources, uh, you know, uh, reproduction opportunities of reproduction, and you know, all the basic necessities that that we need to to move forward and advance and and live. Right? Uh, some some people's egos are a little bit more out of whack than others. Right? And being patient for that process and understanding that people are going to be at various, various stages is it kind of gives you the sense of inner peace. It has for me, at least like it makes me feel at peace understanding that everybody's got their story. And if I'm willing to listen to their story, then it'll give me an even greater understanding for why they are the way they are. Right. And it's not again for me to judge them or quote unquote, correct them. I don't think that's the point at all. I think it's just about empathy and compassion and understanding that everyone's doing the best that they can, right? Because you are, right? You're doing the best that you can. I know I'm doing the best that I can. So why can't we give that energy, that opportunity, that idea to other people, to the they, the, the, the they in our lives, right? So I want you to think about that. The next time you have a conversation with a friend or you start going on a rant or complaining about something and it involves a they, them, those people, those guys, those girls, uh, some sort of generalization, 
who the hell are you actually talking about? What the hell is they? Who the hell is they? Right? Who are they? And I don't mean defining the group. I mean defining the individuals. And how can you get as close to those individuals as possible to understand them? Be curious. You know, it's not an opportunity to look at someone on a specific level and have some more specific. It's not about gathering ammo. It's about understanding someone so that you can have patience to meet them up close because it's really hard to hate people up close. It really, really is. So just do the best you can, you know, uh, I'm, Again, I'm not speaking from a naive place either. There are all sorts of specific situations where it's really hard to get up close to someone and we have really intense biases towards certain people and it's going to take a lot of deliberate work to be unafraid, to be uh, willing. And, um, you know, I have intense empathy and sympathy and compassion for people who have very specific circumstances. So if you're listening to this and you're, and, and, you know, you're saying, you know, but my circumstances, this person, you know, touched me incorrectly when I was a kid or, or did something really terrible to me when, when I was a teenager or something like that. Like I'm, I'm not speaking about those specific traumatic intense terms. You know, again, that's also going to be something for you to have to explore and figure out on your own or go to therapy and stuff like that. Typically things on the show are not things that I'm going to be talking about from like a deep, intense psychological break sort of um, uh, perspective. You know, those things are are things that you're going to need to explore on your own in such in, in greater depth um, because I'm I don't consider myself qualified to help specifically with that. Um but if you have are having a like a visceral response to this, that's something to think about too. You know, something to explore. Anytime you have any kind of response that makes you sort of freak out or complain or puts your ego in, in a protective state, that's an opportunity to get curious and ask yourself why, what what is this, and try to trace back to the etymology of what that is. So we'll talk about more of those things in later episodes. But um, I think that's it for now. I'm gonna break up this episode and um you know I'll, I'll probably talk more about like ego disturbance and death and stuff like that uh in the future because i think it's empathy for that is also important and it's kind of an extension of this concept of getting close to someone by asking who they specifically are and sometimes you know not attaching you know not disassociating a specific person to you know, a group and, you know, really you're just getting mad at an idea and that feels really silly to get mad at an imaginary thing. Right. In a way it's like, a, it's like getting mad at a caricature, <laughs> you know, it's really silly when you think about it. So I just want you to think about it that way. So we're going to wrap up. Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate you for being here. Um, let me know what you think of this episode. I don't know. This is one of those concepts that is like really hard for us to break in terms of a habit and something that I still do sometimes and I have to catch myself. So let me know if you have these certain scenarios or if something clicked with you. Hit me up at anchor.fm slash dopamine. Leave a voice message. Let me know what you think. Um, you can subscribe to the show at dopamine.life and leave a monetary donation there as well, or go to patreon.com slash dopamine to leave some love monetarily as well. You can hit me up at let's go see note on Instagram and uh, Twitter 
and Facebook as well, wherever you'd like. That's totally cool. Say hi. Let me know that you listen to the show. Let me know if you listen to multiple episodes and if you have a favorite episode. That would be pretty flipping rad. And you can check out my personal stuff at cnote.media where I have like all of my uh, design services and podcasting and audio editing and all the things that I do and a couple of courses there as well for Myers-Briggs and all sorts of other stuff. And my brand blaster course bit.ly slash brand blaster is a way to assess and grow in terms of personality, branding, marketing, and sales. And, uh, you know, it's a kind of an all in one sort of course to work through a lot of concepts that I talk about on this podcast, but some exclusive ones that are in relation to sort of entrepreneurship and personality development and branding and all of my design knowledge over the last 18 years. So, that's it. I'll see you guys next time. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time on dopamine. See ya. Bye. Polar vortex. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.